Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next episode of Final What up, Stampede? It is Spruce, chilling here in Spruce Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, we have a great episode for you today. We are going to be diving into ABBA's sixth studio album, Voulez-vous. And this is a part of our homie series. So our homie of the show, Dirty, a.k.a. Connor Martins, or if you want to flip those around, is a homie, has been a homie for a while. And he chose this album. Uh, it was released in 1979. And for those who don't know, the musical Mamma Mia is based off of ABBA's songs. And that's just a crazy concept in general. And a bunch of them are off this album. Uh, but before we dive in, I want to give a shout out to the Soiree of the Stallions, A Night of Music, which is a music charity event that we will be putting on at Beachland Ballroom and Tavern up here in Cleveland, Ohio on February 24th. We got some incredible bands such as Colin Miller and the Brother Nature, Rubik's Groove, Apostles Jones, uh, and then there'll be a bunch of other stuff happening. But we are, we'll be donating all the net proceeds from this event to a local charity called Hunger Network. So go check it out right now. It's all over our social, all over everywhere you can find it. So tickets on sale. Early bird ends at the end of January. Hope to see you there. Enjoy. All right, Dirty, we're going to start this out in one way and one way only. <laughs> Who is your favorite and most pivotal character in the movie, Mamma Mia? Oh my gosh, I was not expecting this question, really. <laughs> I, I have a good answer. I, I think I know it. It's definitely Pierce Brosnan. Uh, the character, uh, he plays Sam Carmichael in Mamma Mia. And uh, he is the actual dad of Sophie, spoiler alert, Oops, you know, if you haven't seen it. Uh, um, but... I find it hilarious that he's in those movies because he's James Bond to me and he's trying to sing, which he doesn't do that well, but <laughs> SOS SOS is still a banger. You know. And a go-to karaoke song <laughs> in this house. <laughs> and uh, all right, so ladies and gentlemen, Connor Martins, a.k.a. Dirty, who you have heard so many times on this uh, show. He's the one downstairs making those good steaks I always talk about. <laughs> I am finally up here. It's been, uh, I've been waiting and it's been, I, I mean, I can't wait to get into all this really. Um, I've heard it before. I've heard bits and pieces. I've listened to a little bit here and there. Uh, I'm not someone that listens to a lot of podcasts, but you know, what you guys are doing right now, I think is pretty fun. So I'm glad to be a part of it. And thanks for having me. Of course. Dude, it's fun to be on this side. I honestly really don't listen to that many podcasts <laughs> at all, really, but I sure love yapping, so appreciate y'all uh, uh, diving in with us. So, again, this is going to be the second installment of the Homies series. The Homies get the pick. We just did Boston by Boston. Thanks. Shout out to Al Casino for choosing that one. And I asked Dirty, I said, what shall we do and what would you want to pick? What'd you, what'd you choose? Oh, it was a hard decision to make. I'm not someone that listens to as much music as you guys. And I'm not someone that listens to albums. You know, I listen to a lot of singles, you know, so I just listen to pop and that sort of stuff. And I don't go deep into albums. So I'm like, what's an album I think I know pretty well um, that could be interesting to talk about. I was thinking about a, a Pink Floyd album or two, but... I decided to change it up and go with an Al ABBA album. 
So I went with Voulez Vous, which is ABBA's uh, sixth studio album. Hell yeah. And, and again, for those people who have not put two and two together, the play and movie Mamma Mia is based off of ABBA's songs, which is just in itself kind of a crazy concept, like to just completely write an entire musical based off of just a discography that had come out over the last like 20 years. Mm-hmm. And Dirty and I fucking love that movie, man. And, uh, <laughs> Dirty and I have known each other since like kindergarten. So many drunk nights coming back. What do we do? Mama Mia. Oh shit. We don't have it at the house. Fuck it. Buy it. <laughs> that shit. We have rented that movie multiple times and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Uh, it's a nice movie. It's only like an hour and a half or so. Gets right into it with some ABBA, just absolute hits. And, um, it's just a fun movie. Like, there's some funny parts in it, too. Um, awkward, like, villagers that are just there uh, that I don't even get the point of what they're doing, but they're from the hotel, but it's just, it's just, they do the strangest, like, stairs and stuff. But uh, it's a really funny movie, and everyone should see it if they haven't seen it already. Clap. I'm, I'm guilty. I have not seen it. I love all the ABBA music that I have heard and... Yeah, I've just never seen it. And Amanda Seyfried, I mean, everyone loves her as an actress. She can sing, too. And then you get uh, Meryl Streep involved. Uh, Yeah, that's just going to be a recipe for a great musical. Yes, it is. And so for reference, so uh, this album that we'll be talking about today was released in April of 1979. Uh, Just for a little bit more dive into the actual Mamma Mia movie and musical. So... Judy Kramer well, came up with the idea for Mamma Mia, and it was the song The Winner Takes It All that she was like, I could see this being a musical. And um, I know she had met uh, Benny and Bjorn, who are the two guys in Mama or two guys in ABBA. Mm-hmm. And she, she met them in like late 80s, early 90s, and it took until the approval of uh, 1999 at Land's West End. Uh, for the musical to finally be put out that it came to Broadway in 2001. And it's, I don't know, for us as well, just like musicals and stuff are just like usually created mm-hmm. so like long ago, like decades ago. Mm-hmm. And then recreations of it happen and stuff. Yeah. But like this one was like right when we were like around and like the first movie was, is still that movie mm-hmm. that we have. Like there's that musical that is live action and you can like watch on whatever but mm-hmm. yeah fucking mama mia man fucking it's such an odd way to make a musical just from like oh this this band has made so many good songs for so many years i can see myself making a storyline out of it i could never think of that but <laughs> yeah, like, all right yeah good send it <laughs> but yes voulez-vous is yeah. it means do you want to mm, yeah yeah uh, like, do you want to, would you like, uh, you know, something like that from French. And, um, I, I think the point of it, you know, if you've listened to the song before, it's a bop, pure gold, one of the best, uh, on this album probably. And, um, I think it's kind of, you know, you're in a bar, you're in a club and you're kind of asking a girl, maybe, you know, like, what do you want to do? Do like, you know, do you want to dance? That type of stuff, you know. So it's kind of <laughs> got like that vibe to it. And what an interesting band too, just as far as how they're set up. So they all sing, 
but they do not have a dedicated drummer or bass player. They would just recruit session musicians, uh, but they only had keys and guitar, two singers, just a very unique setup. I mean, kind of reminds me of the Beach Boys in a way where like <laughs> they all sing and they would just like, all right, who wants to play on this album? And yeah, no, and so for those who don't know the Ava lineup, it was Benny Anderson and Bjorn. I, I'm going to fucking butcher all of these. I don't even know if I want to go into the last name. But yeah, Wales. dude, I was looking at it earlier and I'm like, good luck. Dude, yeah, I'm, so I'm going to attempt, Stampede, I'm going to attempt out there to do this. But so those two gentlemen were the ones who kind of wrote everything and were playing the piano and guitar. Mm-hmm, and yep. then uh, Frida, but her real name is Annie Fried. Lingscott, <laughs> Swedish, and then uh, Agnetha, and I'm not even going to attempt her last name, but those two <laughs> were the uh, women singers in the band, and I think they came up from like the Eurovision, mm-hmm. uh, which was a contest, in, I'm pretty sure it still happens every year, may not be, I don't know, clap if you can look on your computer if it's if Eurovision still happening, and I think it is. But they had a movie, you know, they had a fake movie on it with Will Ferrell recently. So I feel like it might be still going on if someone thought, let's do a movie about this. You know, I didn't see that movie. It looked kind of funny, though. Shout out to Nicole Marino. She uh, put it on. Yeah, I love it. I remember (laughs) watching that back on Friday. Um, But yeah, it's basically a competition in Europe. And uh, I think like each country gets to like nominate like an act or something. Yeah. And I could be pulling this out of my head, <laughs> but go look it up. Eurovision, they won it. And yeah. then from there, they took off. They, at points, became couples, uh, married each other, divorced each other. And I believe... They're like Swedish Fleetwood Mac, if you want to call them. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so, Spruce, you hit the nail on the head. It is still going. And I just looked and saw, like, this band that I, like, really like that is, like, really popular but none of my friends know who they are won this thing last year main skin they're from italy and they have that super popular song hold your loving hands out because i'm begging you (laughs) i mean it's a cover of a frankie valley song but i mean that song is back from the 50s so most people probably don't even know that Mm -hmm. but that song is all over the radio not so much now but it was but yeah main skin won it in 2021 2022 the kalish orchestra from ukraine won it um but yes uh so let's see what was the year abba won it i want to say 74 but look it up yep 74 with the song Waterloo. 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 (laughs) So good. Yeah. And so Dirty was just pointed out as well, like right before we started recording, about just in 1974, they won this thing. And I will just dive into what you're telling me about, like the albums. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was just making the point that they, they win this thing in 74 and then they just, you know, make probably an album about a year, I'd say. And um, you know, they they get a couple really big hits, I'd say, Take a Chance on Me. Um, I believe Dance a Dancing Queen was already out by this point, I want to say. Uh, yeah, Money, Money, Money. 
those are all like some big hits and so they were already famous at this point you know this is their sixth album that we're going to be talking about mm -hmm. and yeah. they they were just trying to keep up honestly so this was actually the hardest i think album for them to write because um you know they're just coming off touring i believe and they took about like a year to write this album which is more than usual for them so they, they were having writer's block and there was also personal drama going on uh i believe bjorn and uh agnetha or you know however you pronounce her name uh divorced like right around this time and they still had to finish the album together yep they said it didn't affect things but a couple of these songs seems like there's you know <laughs> they're really heartfelt and uh got some feelings in them to say the least it was fuel it was fuel for the album <laughs> yeah. yeah and so okay that's interesting you say that i can't remember who it was it might have been you spruce it might have been someone else but i was talking to somebody about bands and them writing music when they're like under duress like mm -hmm. for example like dave matthews band spruce and i talk about them all the time who they're <laughs> the, the, this band from virginia <laughs> um, their album before these crowded streets like dave says in interviews that they like there was the most friction in the band at that time like they were like into drugs the mm -hmm. most at that time there was the most infighting um another good example is like pearl jam my favorite album of theirs vitology they literally fired a drummer in the middle of recording that album. Like the <laughs> album has shit. two drummers on it. And they were like, they weren't the only ones not getting along. The whole band wasn't getting along. So, mm -hmm. and again, amazing album. And so, yeah, that was like sort of the conversation was that it seems like with art, a lot of times like stress and tension can like sometimes result in a very good product mm -hmm. adversity so that's interesting that yeah. like abba sort of has that going into this music like into this album yeah and really quick just like not only the personal stuff going on but also you can tell in this album when you listen to it that they're also trying to figure out who completely they are at this point as a band um they're getting heavily influenced by disco which was kind of mm -hmm. waning at this point it's in like the late 70s but yep. i i mean i thought it was waning and then i feel like it was revitalized by like saturday night fever and the bgs and that sort of thing and abba now is influenced by that so there is a lot of you know disco type of songs here but they also mm -hmm. have a couple of their old more folky type of songs slow songs in here as well so they're also i feel like struggling at like okay are we gonna keep progressing and staying with the times or are we gonna still do our you know european-esque you know folk stuff so yeah. there's also that tension there i feel like yeah i'm glad you brought that up too because the whole concept of disco is honestly foreign to most people that were like born around the time period we were so like for everyone out there like everyone you hear was born in the 90s like mid to early 90s and so like obviously disco is in the 70s but like really what makes something disco 
is a cultural thing, not really a musical thing. Like you just hear disco and you're like, that's funk. Like anyone mm-hmm. could hear it. And unless you know what time period and like the cultural context of it, you just hear it and you're like, that's funk. So, but I mean, it, it was like a very, like you said, dirty, like a cultural pull. Like mm-hmm. if you could get your songs played at like the disco rinks or like the roller rinks that are playing disco, like, that was huge and that mm-hmm. is like a big like exposure for your music and your band mm-hmm. totally, totally agree definitely yep so again voulez-vous abba's sixth studio album released in april of 79 recorded at polar studios in stockholm which is actually abba's own studio mm-hmm. um they released a song that didn't make the album called summer night city at the end of 78, when the album was actually supposed to be done, and Benny and Bjorn were, like, not happy with it. They've come out and said they regret uh, putting it out, and it didn't even make the album. And that reception kind of, they were like, okay, let's just push this back to April of 79, and that's when Mm -hmm. we'll release this album. Um, Something cool that I read was in January of 79, uh, Benny and Bjorn went to the Bahamas because they couldn't think of any ideas. Mm-hmm. And the only song to ever be recorded outside of Sweden was the title track. Interesting. <laughs> and it was, uh, what was it, Criteria Studios in Miami with a uh, disco band Foxy who did the backing track for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think I believe this was the same place where the Bee Gees had recorded some of their albums so you could understand why you know voulez-vous definitely a disco song yeah you, yeah. you're getting off your butt and you're dancing when you hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is an interesting fact it uh, is it is um yeah and then one more song that uh you may associate with this album i feel like we all did going into it was Gimme Gimme Gimme, which is Abba's, uh, one of Abba's most popular songs. Um, it's on like the deluxe edition, uh, which is mm-hmm. why we associate it with it. But it was released and recorded four months after, or it was recorded four months after this release. Uh, so, yes, yeah, no Gimme Gimme, but it has 10 tracks on it, about 41 minutes, mm-hmm. and a fucking ripper from oh, start to finish. Such a fun song. Um, but, but, no notes, honestly. I have no critiques on that song <laughs> yeah well so before that song sitting at number one is as good as new sitting at three minutes and 22 seconds and that is how mm. we kick off this album mm-hmm. um should i should i start if pup starts talking i'm just gonna rah, rah, rah. yeah um <laughs> i i remember this song to be pretty like upbeat You've got Agnetha uh, on the lead vocals here. It it sounds very similar to um, If It Wasn't For The Nights. I wouldn't say it's as good as that other song, but very upbeat, will hit you fast if you're not expecting it. Dude, I mean, the violins at the beginning just take you on a waltz. I'm like, holy shit, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the bass and the synth during the verses is like, what's driving Yeah, not one I know as much. Yeah, me neither. There was probably like 
I think five is what I said. So about half the album, I kind of was familiar with a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, again, from probably Mamma Mia. <laughs> but uh, its original title title was actually supposed to be It's Better Now. Mm -hmm. They changed it up. Interesting. And no, I So I honestly, I didn't know a single song walking into this. Because I, <laughs> like you mentioned, like I thought Gimme, Gimme, Gimme was on this. Because Spotify, like they have the deluxe version of this album on Spotify. So I always associated that with this album. And then I looked and it actually wasn't released until like greatest hits volume two, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think this song honestly is the best one on the album. Ooh. Like I just, the, the bass for me, I mean, like I'm a very simple man when it comes to music, pretty much, the lens I view everything through is the bass and the drums and the bass is like just taking bodies left and right. Like <laughs> it will just put you in a groove. Like you're going to dance like, and yeah, like this song just absolute ripper and another way, like, I guess to put this in perspective for me. So on Spotify, I have a playlist. Like I just have a regular seventies playlist where like, anything from the 1970s that is just like a standard song like two to seven minutes just goes on this playlist then i have one called 70s jams where it's like all right got a bunch of people over and i want to like shuffle up some music that is like what the fuck like it goes on that playlist and this one like went straight there without a moment of hesitation <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah I'm coming over to your house, Club. <laughs> yeah, I got I got 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s that are like pretty well stocked. I got to work on my 60s one though. Don't don't neglect the 50s. You got to get some bops in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 50s. I, that's a weak spot for me. Really, <laughs> all I got from the 50s is like Coltrane and Miles. <laughs> All right, Fair. so coming down to number two, we got the title track, Voulez Vous, sitting at five minutes and nine seconds. One of the best songs on the album, for sure. Uh, I love the rhythm, and um, one of the common themes of ABBA, of course, if any of the viewers are familiar, is just like the harmonies are very, very well done. Uh, you mentioned Beach Boys earlier, Clap. That, I, I now understand why you say that because like it's similar in that sense yep, and you all can, four of them sing yeah and you can notice that with the two women um, one of them is definitely like a, a different soprano than the other and it really I don't know how to describe it but I love the sound of it and I feel like Boulay Boo is the best example of that when the two women are singing in the back it's, it's, I mean it's harmonies but it's dynamic harmonies mm -hmm. it's like knowing where to fill your space here and you take here and here and yeah no this song is great i mean i'll never not just think of that scene from mamma mia when they're all just storming like yeah. the bachelorette party or whatever yeah like such a fun scene and especially when like all the other like music stops and it's just like ha ha, ha, ha. Yeah. like you're just like Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no dude oh and that's when in the movie they're just like, I'm your father. <laughs> oh yeah, people are getting people are getting drunk at Sophie's like, I don't know, bachelor party, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And, 
truth bombs are being dropped left and right. I don't want to be here. <laughs> no. <laughs> Too many inside jokes. You're gonna get them all this episode, people. <laughs> and the horns in this one are like really like they add a lot too, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. A yeah. little different. Not something Abba, I feel like, always has, but yeah. No, yeah. yeah. I couldn't even imagine the casting crew they put together for this. Yeah. Oh, if you but, look at the credits, let's see. There's stupid. one, two, three. I mean, this four. one is that Foxy band we talked about mm-hmm. uh, specifically. Yeah. We got to give a shout out to Foxy and check them out. <laughs> there are 24 musicians outside of ABBA that are credited on this. Holy shit. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a ton. That was more than I expected. <laughs> um, all right, so number three, we go to I Have a Dream, sitting at four minutes and 44 seconds. Definitely a change of pace. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Frida's lead vocals on this one, and it's probably one of her best songs vocal wise uh, you know obviously there's like a lyric of like i believe in angels it's a, she sounds like very heavenly and it's yeah. very smooth and i feel like she's like calming. walking like down a staircase singing this but like <laughs> yeah and, and again a, a a call back to their past work and more folky type of music it's yeah. ironic you mentioned you were maybe going to choose a pink floyd album mm-hmm. Uh, so, fun fact about this is this song, I Have a Dream, was held off at number one by Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall. Damn. Which, ironically, both of these songs feature a children's choir. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. Oh, the choir at the end of this song is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it is a little bit of a longer song. Um, was it like almost five minutes? Yeah. Would you say? Um, yeah. So, you're like, Sometimes with ABBA, it is kind of, okay, let's go. But it's interesting at the end of the ABBA, yeah. I believe in angels. <laughs> angels in the outfield, yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking Damn. of angels. <laughs> Need to watch that movie sometime Coming in four minutes, 20 seconds. Ooh. Angel eyes. <laughs> oh, what a perfect segue, Club. Was. You I'm saw sorry, that opportunity. I'm sorry if pounce. you two weren't done, but I, you, you kept talking about angels. I, I had to take it. <laughs> I was just gonna comment how great that movie is and how I haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> the yeah. man, that one's so old. There, the California Angels in that movie. <laughs> now they've had two name changes. Dude, and what that guy, the kid. Well, the, oh yeah, what? Joseph Gordon. Love it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then dude, that guy <laughs> who's done. Like that guy is still. He hasn't changed at all. Yeah. Did he Glover maybe? Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> um, Quick tangent on yes, that one. Yes, Angel Eyes, weirdly spelled all in one word. Mm-hmm. Um. This was the biggest surprise on this side for me. I was like just going for a walk today and was like had a double check. I'm like, I don't know this one. This one's fantastic. Mm-hmm. The, the keys at the beginning are like violent almost. Like they're mm-hmm. so aggressive and punchy, but it's it's good. It swings and like the ah ah and the backing vocals are really nice. Yeah. I find the chorus to be really fun in this one. Um also one I hadn't listened to too much. So it's fun. It's fun to pick up some new ABBA songs. Dude, it is. And like, we talk about it, honestly, like 
always when we do album reviews but like you're just like i would have never listened to this song and also you don't get the context that the especially like bands in like from the 90s later where they have to put them out like on vinyls or on cds so like they still like purposely and i'm not saying bands and stuff now don't have them but they literally didn't have a choice they couldn't just put out like a single really they it was more so a package and like you're just like damn i would have never like honestly listened to this song and seen it come right after uh mm-hmm. i have a dream and before the next one and it gives mm-hmm. a context you know it really does mm-hmm. fits in fantastic great yeah. follow-up to i have a dream there there are very few of these album reviews that we've done where i've like not come away just like having a new song by that artist that i can just like go back to him like wow i did not really know that one like the only ones i can think of that maybe don't fit that like i guess the first few ones we did because those were all super popular and then the red hot chili peppers but other than that like that's the beauty of this there's always going to be like something new and we're Mm -hmm. never not going to do a bad album we only do good albums here on the sailings, ladies and gentlemen. Only good stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. All right, so we close out side A with The King Has Lost His Crown at 3 minutes and 30 seconds. I, Not a song I love on this album. Um, I, it sounds a bit dated when I listen to it. Um, it just like, for saying, like the, I don't know how it goes again, but like the king has lost his crown. It's just like really dramatic. Um, I not one I love, but yeah, it's not always going to be a great song every time. Yeah, for me, just the word that I put to describe this one is just like smooth. Like <laughs> I don't know. There, there's like nothing really crazy that happens in it. Like it's not. Like, no part, like, really stands out. It's just, like, smooth. Like, we're closing mm-hmm. outside one. Like, here here it is. We're, we're just going to wind down and get ready for side two. <laughs> if you listen to the lyrics specifically, it is quite the vengeful ballad. Mm, oh, yeah. Don't know what if that has to do with any of the personal stuff. But... You would think so. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> But yes, so we close out side A. We're five tracks deep. We got five more left. Clap, where are we headed to next? So this song is like crazy. So <laughs> I generally don't listen to lyrics. Like even my favorite artists, like songs that I've heard over a hundred times, I still don't know the lyrics to. But mm-hmm. this one just like drew me in because I'm like, what in the world? They could not get away with these lyrics today. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, does your mother know? <laughs> oh, uh... <laughs> does your mother know? I thought, yeah. the, I thought the exact same thing, Club. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I basically had a note of that. I go, you know, in the movie, in Mamma Mia, it is a woman singing this song to like a younger guy. Still probably not okay, but for some reason a little bit more... Uh, palatable or whatever you want to call it when it's a dude <laughs> when it's a dude singing it uh some vibes come across <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ba- bad vibes in particular <laughs> but it, it is fun it it's a fun an, song i could see this one like 
like just listening to it and just being like that could be in a musical <laughs> like like that just backing track you can dance with me honey yeah, yeah it's, it's a very dancey song it's like kind of like a party song like i imagine this song played at a lot of parties back in the day mm -hmm. <laughs> take it easy take it easy <laughs> yeah i like that background like take it easy does your mother know like all that type of stuff <laughs> sounds weird again but um hey there's a lot of there, this nasty ass shit yeah that's being sung about today so i'm sure we'll look back at some songs and be like the fuck <laughs> but it has a yeah. great beat and um it's oh, funny yeah. collab. so i've honestly been uh waiting for this moment of exposure on vinyl stallions oh master yeah, now that i think about it there was a song put Man. out called wet ass <laughs> pussy they definitely could have got away with this nowadays <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that is a very good point Club. <laughs> wet ass pussy. yeah that's true um you cut me off at a weird time if people just stopped it right there uh they would think i'm getting exposed for something yeah I am getting exposed for something. It's nothing about your mother, but it is about lyrics. Now, Master Klepp over there has given me some high praise over this last eight, ten months of doing Vinyl Stallions. And I've always mentioned there's one person that can expose me on my knowledge of lyrics for songs <laughs> and that man is dirty oh yeah <laughs> i have this man has witnessed me botch some of the worst lyrics in my life i don't know if any come to mind dirty but oh, i'm ready for my exposure oh um <laughs> yeah so and that's you know what i always called you out even though a lot of people do it to be honest with you but some of yours were so i do it confidently <laughs> so confident <laughs> It's so wrong. I just would have had to take notice and say something. So one of them that definitely comes to mind is, um, you know, the song Superman. You know, I get knocked down. I get, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Like, I get knocked down. I get up again. And uh, JJ would say, like, I have no doubt I'm a Superman. That's why I said I'm never going to break and, it down. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, um, that's the major one that comes to mind i can't think of really any, was it wait is, does your mother know one of them no no oh, it okay. wasn't does your mother another one that comes to mind was that jordan spark song where battlefield like, yeah i was trying to think of the line but i couldn't the think line of it. is that i would fuck up like it's oh. like you better go and get your armor it's <laughs> real lyrics and he said, get your drama, yeah, which I don't know what that means. Get drama, get your drama. <laughs> I mean, this song is titled Battlefield, and they're talking about like how love is a war the whole time. There's a whole point of the song. And then they just say, you know, get, get your armor, you know, better go get your armor because there's about to be a battle, basically. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and spruce just couldn't quite get there <laughs> i was prepping for everyone for game of thrones yeah there's a battlefield but you better go and get some drama get your drama <laughs> that is the ultimate spin zone uh but yeah that yeah. was hilarious at times when we were growing up there's just, there's oh a couple of ones i don't know but i've been exposed here on vinyl stallions i am forever done thank you this is my last episode <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible about it too. And I honestly do the same thing because I'm just like, whatever. Like, I'm just singing to sing. And like, so I'll, I'll sing it confidently too. But I generally have no clue what the words are to any song. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> that's awesome. Some ones are hard to understand. And that's the beauty of being a listener and a writer. Yeah. 
if people want to listen, they can. If not, then your music is still out there and sung in a fucking yeah. whatever way people want to take it. You think I'm gonna understand every lyric a Sting sings? Like I, 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 I just all like bah, 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 bah. like I don't know what the hell he is saying, but it's Wait. still catchy. So I have one more question about tub thumping. So is it dancing the night away or pissing the night away? Because I've gone back and forth on it. And depending on the mood, I might say dancing the night away. Or I might say pissing the night away. I don't know. Look it up right now. But I'm going to bet it's. I think it's pissing. pissing the night away. I think it's, it's kind piss, of a pissing the night away. I think when I was a kid, I thought it was like kissing the night away. Like I don't know what that really means. He drinks a whiskey drink. He drinks a mocha drink. He drinks a lager drink. Yep. He drinks a cider drink. <laughs> it's pissing though. I think. All right, you are correct. It is pissing the night away. Yeah, <laughs> it's pissing the night away. I mean, now that makes sense if you think about it. He drinks a whiskey drink. He drinks a lager drink. You're gonna have to pee a lot after a cider drink and another. Yeah, you, you are combining too many different types of alcohol sir even yep. though I, I i don't know if i can judge them but one. he is <laughs> superman and you will never break him down <laughs> moving on at number seven on voulez-vous is if it wasn't for the night sitting at five minutes and 13 seconds i i really think this is an underrated song of the album uh, i think this should be like a more uh, well-known abba song i don't think it did as well as like um does your mother know? I have a dream, Chikatita. It, it, it didn't get up there in European top, you know, forty list, top one hundred list, like some of those other songs. But I find it to be very catchy. Um, I think it's kind of similar to As Good as New, like I said before, but a little better. And um, yeah, that, that, that's about it. The note I had on this one was that. I think the vocal just component of the song is my favorite off the mm-hmm. album, like this one. I don't know. It, it The singing is just so good. Like everyone is just like doing their job to a T and like the overall sound that they get just from the vocal component is just like 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just said vocals dot, dot, dot pop (laughs) (laughs) yeah it it is uh so again i'm gonna point out the lyrics because it is up tempo but it has some pretty uh despairing lyrics that Uh are definitely directly related to like bjorn's reflection on his recent divorce oh really oh yeah if you uh, yeah yeah oh yeah i I did hear about that actually yeah yeah it's it's uh again it's funny when songs do that are just like up oh, tempo bop and they're like i oh, fuck my life yeah fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> it changes everything i'm trying to think of another song that is like yeah you're just like it that song rocks but it's about like, I, like or like that uh pumped up kick song yeah uh, about, oh like, it's about shooter, the school and everyone's shooter, like yeah. <laughs> better run better run yeah outrun my like, gun. What? <laughs> yeah i feel like there's a couple songs like that that are just like someone's day getting like worse and worse or just like things happening to them but then you're like oh this is a fun like bop even though it's yeah. like oh this, per- this day is not going well for the i don't person. know i just sparked back to old break stuff by limp biscuit <laughs> yeah that's yes oh well, that's of- not very discreet <laughs> yeah 
I was thinking of Alanis Morissette when she's just like, yeah, what I really want is yeah. forgiveness. But I don't know. Even that, the song "Ironic," just because like it's very poppy, catchy, and has like this great flow and rhythm to it, you don't like understand. It's just like about all this bad shit happening to her. Yeah. Even to a lesser extent, it's the end of the world, and we know it. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's another great example. And I feel fine. Dude, my dad, I, like, I don't know why I always think of this when I hear about that song, but apparently there was a radio station in Cleveland in, like, late 90s, maybe early 2000s or something that was, like, going away, and it was their last weekend. And for their last weekend, for the last uh, 72 hours – they played that song on repeat and would just Dude, play it over and over. I remember that. So that, yeah, I think that was early 2000s because I, I was old enough to remember it because, yeah, whatever radio station that was, it played in my parents' car. Just over and <laughs> over again, 72 hours. I mean, I mean, better than most Christmas music that was just playing 24-7, so I think I'll oh, take it. True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right so we're moving into the last parts of this album we are sitting at number eight chikotita at five minutes 26 seconds i really like this song it's probably top three for me on the album i feel like it's got some almost like spanish vibes to it or something with the like like acoustic guitar oh, 100%. Um, like, dun, dun, dun. Uh, 100%. Um, the song title. <laughs> well, yes, it's all, <laughs> that is correct. Which I keep on spelling like Chiquita, which I think is that banana producer. Um, <laughs> but yeah. it's Chiquitita, I'm pretty sure. Um, it's, uh, I mean, great vocals. And um, I think I have a note here that the Spanish version of it was the biggest hit in Latin America in 25 years when it was released. Wow. So. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And like, ah, uh, yeah. So it took, if I, or if it wasn't for the nights out as the lead single, like that song was supposed to be the lead single. And oh, then really? Chiquitita was made afterwards. And we're like, all right, this is the one. Mm. And uh, it has just, yeah, soaring harmonies, man. The piano playing is like beautiful and like very punchy, as Club said about another song earlier. Mm -hmm. chorus just fucking goes off when it finally breaks into it and like oh don't even get me started about that ending i literally listened to that song for just that part when it's like just the piano like yeah the piano is pretty cool and i mean i i like the piano at the beginning a lot too it's like very eloquent and i just like the way how it just kind of builds throughout the song it it definitely builds and then you're singing with it like the whole time even though you're like i don't even know what this this is about but it's so much fun to and, sing and and just we'll take you back if you've seen mama mia right to just yeah. that scene where they're yeah. just like what's wrong yeah <laughs> checking on meryl streep in the bathroom um and i feel like that is kind of the point of this song of like you know maybe some girls down on her luck or yeah, something and, and like you know we cry about men and all that bullshit. But what does that mean? I don't know. I didn't look it up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but if you have that internet up there in Toledo. Yeah, there might be one or two. <laughs> <laughs> we call them the interwebs. 
Wait, wait, what am I looking up? Uh, what uh, Chicka Tita like means? Ooh, I don't know if you can spell it, but uh, I I got the track listing up. So let's see. Because the sun is still in the sky. And this break is brought to you by the soiree of the little girl. <laughs> Sorry, about that. bad break. Nothing. Go. <laughs> it means little girl in Spanish. Okay. Yeah. So it could be like a younger girl or something. Yeah. There you have it. And the pain will end. <laughs> now I just want to sing the whole song. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sitting at number nine, we have lovers. Parentheses. Live a little longer. Three minutes, 28 seconds. And what a topic for a song. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Clap, you can start if you want to. I always start. So this this one, I didn't have a ton of notes on. Mm -hmm. I just put crazy. <laughs> <laughs> With a K or a C. It, it kind of is, though. Like, the vocals are big. Just the overall sound of the song is big. Like, definitely, like, a party song. Like, mm -hmm. something you would definitely play in the company of others. Like, mm -hmm. not too much of a thinker, but, yeah, like, great, great tune. Yeah, when I talked about, like, what a concept for a song. So, like, the song argues that a scientific study has shown love is a factor in longevity. Oh, yeah. Which is, and then this, one of the lyrics is, or, like, the main lyric is, like, lovers live a little longer, baby. You and me get a chance to live twice. Hell yeah. Science, bitches. It blinded me with science. <laughs> with science. Um, yeah, I think this is kind of a little bit more on their disco side for sure. Um, I I don't remember loving like the chorus or refrain in this song, but I do agree there's like a lot of passion in this song and a lot of emotions, I feel like. So, you know, that's good. Hot and sweaty. <laughs> Just like we like it. <laughs> all right closing out this album is kisses of fire at three minutes and 18 or sorry 16 seconds way, way more up tempo um it does get mellow at times i, I like kind of like that change up right there um definitely like it more than like maybe the last couple of songs we talked about like lovers or like King lost his crown, that type of thing, but probably falls around in the middle of the top ten for me. Yeah. Uh, probably more towards, I don't know, like I don't know, six, something, you know, something like that. Okay. Right in the middle of the pack. Yeah, I I like the vocals a lot during the verses. I think it has like kind of like a haunting, like eerie vibe in a way and then yeah like you said dirty then like the vibe kind of changes the choruses get bigger more mm -hmm. catchy more upbeat more poppy mm -hmm. well i'm glad you like the singing clap because bjorn considered singing this song originally like he did with does your mother know ended up handing it off to the ladies and they did a damn good job with it Sure um, did. It was thought of. It was the other song that was thought of in the Bahamas. Uh, wasn't mm. recorded in Miami, like oh, Lulevu, okay. but uh, thought of there. Uh, I really love the synth and guitar work together. Uh, that synth just is insane. 
Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, gave me that Bee Gees vibe, man. <laughs> yeah, you can tell what songs, you know, in this album are kind of Bee Gees-esque. Yeah. Um, even, like, that song you mentioned earlier, that, like, Summer Night City, which they didn't go with as, like, their, you know, in this album or as, like, the first single, I would say. Yeah. Was it? Um, that reminded me the most of the Bee Gees. Like, it was their backing track to, like, a T, I feel like. So, <laughs> almost too much sometimes, but I get it. It's the era. You got to get on those top tens. Yeah, 100p, 100p. <laughs> got to do it. So, okay. Each of you two, what's your top three songs off this album? Ooh. You don't have to, like, give, like, an exact order, but three. Yeah. Um. So... I guess we're not including "Gimme, Gimme, Gimme," or are we? I would, I'd say, listen, it's illegal, damn it. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously, "Gimme, Gimme, Gimme" would be in here if we were talking about that, but that's a bonus track, so no. Um, that bass is just directing traffic with that song. Like, oh, oh, that is just an all-timer all around. <laughs> you can't not dance to that song. It's so um, the top three I'd say would be for me, uh, "Voulez-vous." Uh, Chikatita, and then probably if it wasn't for the nights, hell yeah. Mine is uh, Voulez-vous, Angel Eyes, The Surpriser, mm-hmm. and then gotta go with Chikatita. Right on. What about you? Um, so I, I'm going with as good as new Voulez-vous, and Does Your Mother Know? <laughs> hell yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, all of us had like a wide variety of choices there. There's no like true consensus. Yeah, and that's what I get with ABBA a lot. People try to pinpoint what their best albums are. Um, I don't think a lot of people think this is like their best album, but I do think they think it's like one of the more unique ones and one that got them kind of over the hump and got that longevity to their success and so they were able to make a bunch more albums after this yeah. so it really tied them over and there's still at least four or five hits and they <laughs> just actually released yeah. their first album in like 30 40 years or something uh last year really? dude 2022 it's up for like song of the year album of the year no for the shit. grammys Coming up here oh. in February. Wow. Okay. Wait, I got to give you a slight correction, Spruce. It's November of 21. So basically 2022. But yeah, it's called Voyage. Yeah, but it falls in that time period. Yeah, oh, so- yeah. Yes. For awards, you are correct. Like it yeah. will be like with the 2022 songs. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. 10 songs, 37 minutes. Like that's interesting. I may have to give that a listen. This was. I mean, this one was honestly the first uh, ABBA album that I had listened to start to finish. And so, yeah, for that reason, I'm very glad you chose this one, Dirty, because mm-hmm. I love the album personally, just overall. And so, yeah, this is going to inspire me to listen to a little bit more of this band. Oh, that's great. And clap. You you have to see the movie. And, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I do. I do need to watch. You'll the see movie the movie with us. Too. Well, you, you. Oh yeah. You come here. We'll uh. We'll get it nice we'll, and ready. We'll, popcorn popped. Yeah. We'll get it rolling. Lyrics on the screen. And <laughs> um, 
<laughs> you're gonna have to survive the movie with me and JJ just and all the like I feel like inside jokes and stuff that we make, but it's Dirty's it's never seen the second one, so maybe we'll yeah. just run them back to back. Yeah, that's true. That oh, I didn't even second. know there's a second one. L- so wait. Lily James uh stars in it. Yeah. Baby Driver. Oh, I love her. Is there overlap <laughs> in the songs? Like do they do like a completely different set of yep, songs? Completely different. Yeah. I mean, there's wow. like some songs that they'll feature, but yeah, it's just like more ABBA songs. <laughs> Which I felt like was tough because I mean, a lot of their hits are in the first one, but it, it does just show how many hits they yeah. had in the 70s. Um, Fernando and... was in the second one. That's a fucking ripper. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's, I, I feel like a lot of people consider that album. I think that album's called Arrival and it's one of their earlier albums. And I think it has like, fernando dancing queen and money 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 on it so like i can understand why people think that's their best album as well it, it, you know, yeah that's got a lot of hits <laughs> yeah i mean hit hit after it no yeah i i've listened to that one actually all the way through and mm-hmm. this one i knew majority of songs off of it. but yeah this was honestly like truly my first listen through as well and I remember just diving so deep into this band's like wiki page YouTube videos, like interviews and stuff like two years ago. I like was so fucking obsessed with them and rightfully so. Yeah, I gotta listen to that new album too. So about that new album, I got one more piece of trivia like before we wrap it up. So Mm -hmm. ABBA right now is in the middle of a virtual concert residency. Um, It features virtual avatars that are called avatars that depict the group as they appeared in 1977 and these virtual concerts are held at a venue called abba arena at queen elizabeth olympic park in london they've been going on since may of 2022 and they will end in november of this year that is nuts that is crazy the the british I think love ABBA the most, almost like maybe the the, the these uh, maybe their home country, maybe like more Sweden, Norwegian, that type of area. But the British, when I looked up, like who was which songs were the most popular and where, it was always coming up as the UK. They had so many top yeah. one songs in the UK, and I don't know why. Maybe it's just the english like to like to bop i don't know that's no, very they're in, interesting they're, they're in it for the drama the divorce drama oh yeah there's so much drama um go and get your drum i feel like the and then you know like we said the one couple was getting divorced during this album i think the other two were a couple as well yep. and they got divorced at some point and that's why i thought everyone thought that Abba would like never sing again or anything. And they even like quoted at times being like, we would turn down like a hundred million dollar offer, like classic, that type of shit. And, um, well, it sounds like there's an album in 2022. Yeah. 2021. <laughs> or 2021. <laughs> but yeah, no, shout out to Abba. Dirty. What are some, mm. uh, other music you like to listen to? Oh God, what a good question. I am a weird person when it comes to music. I feel like I can't really nail down what is my genre. I like a lot of pop music. Like you it's know, a good do- problem to have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like that I don't know. I if my ears like it, I, I don't really care what genre it is. I do like pop, like Dua Lipa a lot, of yeah. course. She um, she's very talented. Um I you know, and I do like old 
classic rock type of bands like Led Zeppelin and, and Pink Floyd. Some some alternatives there, like, but they're all the bands that everyone listens to. I'm very like mainstream in a way. So I listen to very like famous bands. You know, I'm not someone that's gonna know um deep, these, yeah, deep, deep these deep bands. Um Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard. <laughs> oh, and that's the great thing about like living with JJ is that I did learn about some of these other bands like Goose or King Lizard, and I'm like, yo, these bands are fun. They're jam bands, and you can have a great time at their shows. Um, one other thing I would say about my music like taste is that I do really like like film scores a lot i do like music from film i think it can really like make or break a movie a lot and i like movies a lot like that like jj sing is music for sure and i like music but i've always been more of like a tv show movie type of person and some film scores whether it be you know lord of the rings star wars you know anything john williams or hans zimmer does um they're just really special and i feel like they make the movie so there's been times like when i was in college and i would just be studying or writing a paper i would just put like like movie scores in and um an odd thing to do but i think it was fun <laughs> no no that's very cool so okay if you were to give three film scores Ooh. to recommend to the audience to listen to that where they can't watch the movie too, they can only listen. What oh would gosh. three solid choices be? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question, Club. And if you need, if you need five or yeah. a few more, you know, you can get go over the three limit. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna start like I feel like spouting some. Um, I do think uh the soundtrack from Interstellar is is one of the best from like a Christopher Nolan movie. So Interstellar, even though that's okay. like a lot of repeating stuff, if you're doing- And it's like intense. It's fuck. intense. <laughs> but if you're doing some type of like task, it, I, I'm not going to lie, it does work a lot. Um, and I, I like how it builds a lot. Um, let's see. Um, another one, Indiana Jones, like classic. That's, I'm pretty sure that's John Williams. Um just a classic score and right just on. makes you want to root for Harrison Ford so much in that movie and how he's just like, <laughs> when that music comes on, you just know he's like invincible and that Indiana Jones is coming. He's coming back. He's coming for blood. He's coming with his whip. Um, uh, let me see. Um, I think the Harry Potter scores are obviously fantastic. Each movie does them a little bit differently, but it's usually associated with John Williams and, they really get you, they move you into that world, which is required in a lot of these type of fantasy movies. It, You need to like suspend your belief for a little bit. And I mean, I just remember seeing the first Harry Potter movie and when they're on that those little boats getting to Hogwarts and that music comes on, it gets you like transports you there. So I would say that's another great one. Uh, animated movie wise you did mention animated you didn't mention pirates of the caribbean number one. <laughs> and then number two lord of the rings as well I th those were like two i like thought you were just gonna hit right off the bat they are some of my favorite scores by far i guess i was just trying to think of like some other ones i usually don't say but i mean pirates done by hans zimmer so intense at times and it matches the intensity of the movie and the 
you know, the two ships battling and the Kraken, the sword fights. Oh, the Kraken with the fucking like, uh, Oregon, just yeah. like, da, da, da. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I agree. Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. that's the just the Shire music. You can just put that on at any time if you want, if you just want to kind of be relaxed. Um, and then so uh one underrated one, Kung Fu Panda soundtrack. The Kung Fu Panda movie strong to my heart, close to my heart. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's Hans Zimmer yet again. Really? So um a lot, a lot of these, I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really touching at times. I feel like the music um really gets you emotionally at times in that movie. So um, other than that, the last thing I'll say, I already said other than that like three times, but I just, once I start talking about this, it's hard to stop. No, but uh, <laughs> uh, um, the only other thing I would say would be like studio uh, Ghibli type movies, um, like Howl's Moving Castle or um, Princess Mononoke or Spirited Away. Uh, these are all type of similar movies um, adapted from like, you know, Japanese anime um but they really do have beautiful scores that again these are like fantasy type of movies so they need to get you in that type of realm and it really corresponds well with like how much nature he puts in the movie and how much nature is like a core part of some of the important parts of his movies industrial versus agriculture yeah. kind of like lord of the rings you know industrial versus trees hobbit people that type of thing so um i guess there's a pattern i like a lot of adventure and fantasy movies with those type of scores but if, if you really? could choose one disney movie soundtrack that is your top one what would it be oh like we're talking like 90s disney movies i'm saying like yeah oh well, I mean, you could even go like alice in wonderland that's technically disney oh right? yeah sing that much? um <laughs> Nah, do they? Yeah, they, I think they sing a couple things. Yeah, I yeah. can't really remember that what they sing. Snake, fuck that snake. Yeah, he's a snake. Off with his head. <laughs> <laughs> if he's gonna say Lion King, I'm probably gonna say Aladdin. Um, oh, that is a good one. Aladdin uh, has a lot of good songs. Um, you know, I, I can't think of a bad one. Um, and a whole new world, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, everyone knows that song. <laughs> I love always like Prince Ali. Oh, I I refuse to watch the Will Smith remake. I just I got um, like twenty minutes in. I can't. Oh, do, I forgot I, about that. I, I can't. Yeah, that looked disturbing. Can't do it. Can't do it to Robin Williams. <laughs> best remake I've seen of any Disney movie was the Jungle Book one. That shit is so fucking good. And Christopher Walken is the giant monkey and looks like Christopher Walken in the face and talks <laughs> like him. And he's like, "I want to be like you." That's great. <laughs> a. Talk like you talk like you. That's great. A casting right there. A Louis <laughs> Prima song. <laughs> All right, we're getting off track, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> shout out to Abba. Shout out to Dirty Martinez in the house. Dirty, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> Check him out. Everywhere. <laughs> I'm everywhere. I'm at every local bar in Cleveland. Yep. But mostly Happy Dog, XYZ, Parkview, and Stone Mouth. So if you want to hang out, talk about film scores or movies or tv in general or how i could have fixed the last season of game of thrones you, you talk to me 
<laughs> a five-year-old could have done that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Spruce. My name is Dirty. I'm Clef. This has been another episode of Bobby and Old Stack. <laughs> Are you using the new mic? No, dude. I've been a lazy fucking piece of shit. <laughs>